Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Thanks, you guys. You. Oh, man. I'm not used to this. I'm super excited, though. I um, I didn't like tell anybody I was preaching because I wanted to like keep it low key, <laughs> and then like a million people show up on Sunday. <laughs> All right, but it's okay. I've got my, I've been ordained, <laughs> so like I'm allowed to do this. This is my ordination card. I've been ordained by the United National National Church in Atlanta, Georgia. So. <laughs> We're all good, you guys. We're all good. Oh, my gosh. I hope I can get through this. Okay. I love you guys. Stoked to be here. Stoked that you're here. Um, Not only did, like, a million people show up, but, like, my fathers and mothers from Bethel, Lance Jacobs and Rachel Jacobs and the Deadmans, like, totally people that changed my life. And I had no idea they were going to be here. So just... Stoked. I guess God's like, people, like, we want to celebrate you guys. I'm like, okay, I'm just kind of nervous, but that's cool, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, we, um, we're doing a series right now. Um, it's part of our, like, mission statement, and we're doing a series on encountering God together. And our mission statement is uh, encountering God together, equipping powerful people and transforming culture with the love of Jesus. So that's what we're about. And uh, I'm just going to be talking a little bit today about, about being known and um, just talking about intimacy with, with the Father and with each other. And, and uh, so I'm, I'm excited to talk about that. It's been something that's like, I feel like it's, I'm definitely in process in that. I'm definitely, I'm on a journey I don't think I'm ever going to get off the journey. In fact, I don't want to be off the journey. I'm like, I'm on a trip, and I'm sticking on this trip. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to share with you. I'm just going to share a little bit about my process and my, my story and just getting to know Jesus. And, um, and uh, so, yeah, I'll just, I'll just jump into that if that's okay, if, if I'm allowed to do that. All right, sweet. Um, so, yeah, growing I'm my name's Gus. Hey. Hey guys, a lot of new people here. Maybe you don't know me. Um, and I grew up here, right, right down the corner in uh, Huntington Beach. Um, my my parents are here. Yeah, you know for my parents, they're awesome. They must have done something right because they had five boys, and not only do they all love Jesus, they they all surf too. So I think there's something they got something going on there. Um, so I grew up here. In, uh, in Huntington Beach, and um, definitely grew up with uh, just in a Christian family that loved God, and um, definitely grew up with this, this knowledge of Jesus and, and this relationship with Jesus. And I think that um, I really grew up with a healthy knowledge of what was right and what was wrong. <laughs> um, and I think that, that, I mean, that is something that is so foundational is just knowing like having a conviction in our heart that I think that that's really important. But I also feel like something that um, 
I felt is that uh, I may have been more like sin conscious than grace conscious, right? I think a lot of us probably grew up that way is that, man, we're really conscious of our sin, not necessarily conscious of God's grace, right? And so something that when we're talking about intimacy with Jesus, if we can't see that we're right with God, we, we're not going to pursue intimacy with him. If we can't see that, that we have been made right with him, who wants to be around somebody that you think thinks you're a loser? <laughs> or that you think, like, if I think Chris thinks that I'm lame, I'm probably not going to try to, like, build close connection with him. So if we don't realize that we're right with God, it's really going to be difficult for us to build intimacy with him. And if we don't realize that, if we don't have the revelation that God is good, that's also going to be really difficult to build intimacy with him. Because if we don't realize that God isn't angry, that he's not like just kind of a bad mood all the time, if we don't realize that he's in a good mood, he's not going to be somebody that we want to build intimacy with. So I think uh, when I, I, I went up to Bethel um, and did school of ministry there, back in 2008, and that's where I really started to learn about the goodness of God. And um, I really had this revelation of, wow, he really is that good. If you could wipe away everything else I learned from there, that's like, that's it. God is good. And it's something that I think we're continually learning, right? You can, you can know it up here, but there's a knowing in here that you really have to, really have to dwell in and continually grow in. And so... Um, I want to share a quick little story about, that, about my, my journey, and um, maybe it's something you guys can, can grab a hold of, but I actually, right before I went up to, to Bethel, I went on this surf trip with Chad and Chris, and that's when I met Chris, was, I think we may have bumped into each other night surfing once before. Chad always, Chad Deadman, a good friend of ours, he was supposed to speak last week, but he broke his, his collarbone, so Jesus, heal Chad. Um... He would always take us night surfing, and I think Chris and I, the first time we met, I don't actually, I never saw him because it was in the middle of the night. We were surfing in Malibu, and I, but that, so that was my first encounter with Chris, and we've gone night surfing a lot since then. But um, yeah, so we all went on this, uh, this, this trip. It was Chad, Chris, James, who is like, he was the best man at my wedding, just amazing man here. If you don't know him, you got to get to know James. And then... Uh, Tim, a guy named Tim, and anyways, had this had these guys that all were like just mega faith, mega just insane lovers of Jesus, and you know I just ended up on this surf trip with them, and they all were like pouring into me, and um, I'm reading uh, when heaven invades earth, which was the summer reading because I was going to Bethel right after this trip, and um, they talk about God encounters, or Bill talks about God encounters in this book. And I don't really remember what the rest of the book was about. I'm sure it's a lot about, you know, heaven invading earth. But uh, I remember I'm talking about God encounters. And I'm like, what the heck is a God encounter? I want one of those. Like, I want to encounter God. What's that all about? So I would, these guys, um, I stayed a week longer by myself in Costa Rica just chilling. And my routine was I would I'd, uh, grab my surfboard, I'd go run and surf. Then I'd come back, make myself like five banana and peanut butter sandwiches, put them in a bag with my Heaven Invades Earth book, and I would go down, set up a hammock, and then like read, and then if the waves were good, I'd surf, and then I'd come back. 
And the whole time I'm just praying like, God, I want a God encounter. Like, I want to encounter you. I want to know you. And um, I was just like, you know, my whole life I'd kind of like never really had this like real like, like a real tangible connection with God. You know, I'd go to church and worship and all this stuff, but I'm like, I want something personal. Like, I want something for me. And um, it's so funny because like this is so... Like, what I'm about is I love surfing, and so it was so cool that this happened in this thing. But I was, like, I was, lay, I was laying there. I was encountering I was praying about encountering him. I went to sleep. I woke up, and the wind is just, like, blowing the waves to bits. It's, like, super really nasty and ugly waves. Pretty big surf, but nothing I wanted to be a part of. It was just really ugly looking. And so, um, but I had this feeling, like, I should go surfing right now. I'm like, no way, I'm not doing that. Um, and then I just kept feeling it. And I'm like, maybe this is maybe this is God. Maybe this is actually God. So I paddle my surfboard out, and I suddenly just get hit with this feeling of just incredible joy. I'm like, whoa! I don't know why I'm happy. I'm about to go surf a bunch of junky waves. Like, what's going on? I'm feeling super happy, and I feel like I'm duck diving under these waves, and I f- I feel like just joy hitting me as I like come up, and I'm like starting to picture Jesus just paddling there next to me on his surfboard. And um, we're paddling out together, and I'm like, this is amazing. This is incredible. And then all of a sudden, the wind shifts and starts blowing offshore. And I'm the only guy out in the water, and it turns from really messy waves to, like, the best, some of the best waves I've ever surfed. And I'm the only guy out there. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you did this for me. (laughs) This is awesome. And uh, I'm just, like, I'm feeling this presence of joy that I've never felt before. And... I'm just, I'm literally dropping into these waves and getting barreled and coming out and then, and just being like, oh, this is amazing. I'm, I'm in love with Jesus. Like, this is awesome. He, he makes the waves and the wind and everything just like, he changed all that just for me. And I'm feeling like this, I feel like literally like he's surfing right next to me and I'd be paddling and he's like, don't go for this wave, go for the next one. And I'd paddle over the, the first wave and the next one's like perfect, like a perfect wave, way better than the first one. And I'm like, this is insane. And so um, totally got wrecked. And I think it's like, if we really want to encounter God, just ask, just ask to encounter him. Just ask for an encounter with God. We want to experience Jesus, just, just ask him. Like, he's faithful. The Bible says that, like, oh, man, if, if, if one of my, if, if, a, if a you, like, if a father... If you ask your father, your earthly father for bread, is he going to give you a rock? No, no father would do that. And how much more is the father going to give us the Holy Spirit if we ask for him? So just ask. Come on, let's do that. Um, so anyways, I uh, went up to Bethel, had an incredible time, learned about like really just marinated in this, wow, God is good thing. And... Um, one of the, the things, though, I feel like um, that can be kind of a pitfall with church is that there's this encounter that can be provided for you, and you get to come in and be a part of this corporate thing that is amazing, and it's so critical, and we need to do it. <laughs> it's like nothing, nothing is like worshiping with you guys. Seriously, there's nothing like it. But... Um, it, can, it almost can create like a false sense of intimacy where you're, you're brought into this encounter and you don't have, you're actually not creating vulnerable connection with God and with others if you're not being intentional about it. 
So I just want to encourage us to be really intentional. I feel like that's kind of something that, I, that I've struggled with. It's kind of easy. It's easy for me, I think, honestly, to, to connect with people in like a group setting. And then I have to be really intentional about connecting with, with people one-on-one. And um, like, I, you know, you can walk through the hall up at, up at Bethel or wherever you are. You can, walk, you can walk around here and you can see the same person every week. And you can say, oh, yeah, you, you're awesome, you know. And then like, I'm a high five and... You know, and f- have that good feeling of like, man, I'm connected. I'm known. I feel, I feel like, like I, I have community. But you actually, you really don't. Unless you're actually really connecting with people and sharing your heart. Um, vulnerability. Let's talk about vulnerability a little bit. Vulnerability. <laughs> vulnerability is actually exposing yourself to a point of weakness where you're saying, wow, here's, here's a part of me that I'm, this is actually a weak spot in me, like, if you're being, that's what vulnerability is. If you're vulnerable, it means that you, you can be hurt. So I think that if we're not, if we're not actually getting into relationships where we're, we're opening ourselves up to the point where your, your, your tenderness is being shown, you're, that's not vulnerability. Vulnerability isn't just telling somebody your life story or, or just being real with somebody and being like, man, I'm like complaining about this or I'm angry about this. It's actually letting somebody, it's letting someone speak into your heart. It's letting somebody actually connect with you. And so, yeah, I want to just encourage us, man, like, let's not get caught up in this thing of like, wow, we have this great, incredible environment where if we feel the good feelings of like, well, wow, I'm connected, and then let that keep us from actually connecting with each other in a vulnerable way. Um, yeah, Whew. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, sometimes you have to practice at that, don't you? Sometimes you actually have to be intentional about sitting with someone and, and letting them see who you really are. So I don't know. I, it's almost like that's not even really... I mean, we we're, were talking about home groups and like, man, like we want it to be a place where people, it's open and people can come and then or whether it's something where it's like where that connection is happening. And I'm almost wondering, I'm just processing right now, if that's not really a place for, like that's kind of on us as people to get that. Like it's not really on, on something, something to provide that for you. Like we really need to be intentional about getting with people that, that we want to be known by, safe people, people that we feel safe with, that we can actually share our hearts with. So, yeah, I mean, I just want to encourage you guys to do that. <laughs> yeah, all right, where am I? Oh, yeah. So, I think that that's also something we need to practice with Jesus, too. We'll talk about that more. Um, yeah. So a, lot of, so, a lot of times I feel like um, I know that pain can keep us from being vulnerable, right? So, you know, pain or lies, even whether it's God or with other people, pain is something that can keep us vulnerable, wounds or, or hurt. And, um, and the truth is, man, I was just thinking about uh, the parable of, I like to call it the parable of the good father, but it's um, like people call it the parable of the prodigal son. And... Um, Man, all, a lot, if we have pain or hurt 
or things that when we go to be vulnerable with someone where we come up against that thing of like, I've been here before I've, and I was hurt, you know, or like I, I, I told somebody about how I felt and they said something that made me feel really bad. And that can be something that we hold on to. But all of that stuff is, is built on a lie. Because the reality is, is that even if you were vulnerable and you, were, you did share your heart and somebody said something that, what, that made you feel like, may, say somebody said something that made you feel like you were, you were a sinner or say somebody that said somebody that made you feel like you were a loser, that is a lie. Because that's not, that's not the truth. And, and I was thinking about the prodigal son and he, he went and he spent his father's inheritance. And he, he went and he was partying with all these people. And when the money ran out, he, these people weren't, weren't his friends anymore. They, he had tried to be, he tried to like create connection with people that in the end totally just left him by the wayside. And um, this, he, he was in this point where he's like, man, I've been abandoned. I... I, these people that I thought were my friends have left me and I, I'm, my, my value is, is like, I'm obviously not valuable. They were just there for the money. They don't care about me. And that was the lie that, that in that moment he was believing. And, um, and the truth is that can keep you, that lie, that, that thing of like, man, I am not valuable. I don't have any value or whatever it is can keep you from connecting with God and, can, and from connecting with others. And the Bible says that he came to his senses. And he came to his senses and he's like, man, he didn't even get, he didn't even get the full picture. He just got a little bit. He was like, man, my father... My father will, like, maybe he'll, if I, you know, repent, he'll let me be one of his servants. Like, maybe he'll let me, like, here I am. I don't know if you know the story. He's, he's literally feeding pigs uh, after he spent his father's inheritance, and he's feeding pigs, and he's like, man, this looks good. Who knows you're in a bad place if you're looking at peed feed, and you're, peed feed and you're like, man, this looks good. <laughs> he was so poor. He was so impoverished that he was looking at that, and he had a father that had an abundance for him. And so he's, and he, like I said, he's believing these lies about himself, about his value. And he, like he came to a sense, he's like, maybe my father will let me be like a servant in his house. There's no way he's going to actually like let me come back as his son because I, I totally just blew it with him. But he goes back and he makes himself vulnerable. He comes and he's like, Man, I've messed. He's like, I'm gonna go back to the father, and um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna just, just come before him, and I'm gonna apologize. I'm gonna, and and he has all these lies, but he's he's trying to push through them. He has these lies about his self value, but he pushes through, and he goes. He comes to his father, and the father comes running. It says he saw him from afar off, and he came running. He put a ring on his finger, he put a robe on his shoulders, and he said, he kisses him, and he says, you're my son. And so, I would just, I would just say that any of these things, that any of these, the pain, any of the, the, the stuff that's keeping us from being vulnerable is all based on a lie. 
Because the truth is that we are made righteous in Jesus. He's put a ring on our finger. He's put a robe on our shoulders. He's called us his son. There's nothing that, that any, anyone can say or anyone can do that can take away that fact. And so anything that's keeping us from being vulnerable is all based on a lie. So, I mean, like, that, that's something I feel like, man, that we, we need to, like, I don't know. I, that, that was something that I was in a process with. I, I came back from Bethel, came back, moved back down here, and um, I, uh, I, I started dealing with a lot of that pain, a lot of that hurt, and um, I didn't even really know where it was coming from, but I was just like, man, this stuff is, I just feel like, I feel really bad. I had started this incredible um, home church called Sharehouse with James, and it was blowing up. How many people uh, have been to Sharehouse before? Come on, that's awesome. So um, we, uh, we were having an amazing time, and yet I was feeling this just, just deep pain, and I was like, man, I need to go up to Bethel and get some inner healing. So I, um, I moved back up to, to Bethel and um, pursued, like, <laughs> some inner healing and um, went through, like, all, like, you know, I had people do, like, inner healing stuff with me, and I, I literally, I prayed Jesus' blood over every single thing I could imagine, and, um, like, just really went really through it, and um, honestly, the most in- impactful thing that, that happened while I was up there was I was talking to my now wife, Kate, you, and she said, Gus, I, I think you're already healed. I think uh, I think you've already been made righteous, and um, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, what if I am? <laughs> and like this freedom came over me that 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 hit all those lies, that hit all that stuff that was saying like, you're not righteous, you need to. Something, you're, there's like all this pain that's built on all these lies and all those lies at the very core root of it, it was this, this not, it was not knowing that I already had been made right with God. So, man, dude, I felt so connected with God. I felt so, like just like that simple thing like allowed me to just, just like, whoa, like it took me, like it took me a little bit like, wait, no, I don't know if that's right. That can't be right. I can't already be healed. And I'm like, no, really, it really is. And then I, it's, I've been on this journey still of just continuing to remind myself and to learn more about how, how powerful his grace really is. Like he really did do a work on the cross that, that is finished. So, yeah, I don't know. There we go. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, where are we going next? My notes are like kind of crazy here. All right, man. <laughs> I was I was thinking about um, <laughs> I was thinking about God. I'm like God, why why did you create us? Why did you create us? Because I'm pretty sure He didn't create us because He needed something. I don't think God was uh, you know sitting up there in heaven is like man. You know, I'm here. Here I am, the Father. Jesus is pretty cool, and the Holy Spirit's all right. But I really need something else. He wasn't like, oh man, I, I, I'm not, he, like he was in perfect vulnerability, intimacy, and connection with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They, they weren't lacking anything. 
So he wasn't like he created us because he needed more people to worship him. It wasn't like he created us like because he was getting ticked off with the angels or getting tick, uh, ticked off with the Holy Spirit. He's like, man, I need somebody else to like connect with because you're getting, I'm kind of over you. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, that'd be kind of weird, wouldn't it? I believe he created us because he wanted to love us. <sighs> right? <laughs> and so, for us, it's really just a, our life is about learning about how to receive God's love. That's really what it's all about. And if we approach life thinking that we're recreated for anything else than to know the love of God, we're going to be in striving. If we think that we were created, if our, if our ultimate thing of why we are on this earth is, an, is anything other than we were created to receive the love of God, then we are going to be trying to find some way to please Him or trying to find some way to find value in our life other than that. So, yeah. And what's amazing is He gave us a perfect example in Himself of how to, how to give and receive love. Because when you look at the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are the perfect example of community and relationship. So, I don't know, that's, that's what I wanted to share about as far as that. Um, changing gears, or I don't know what, how you say it. I'm just kind of rambling, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just going to cruise through. I don't know if you guys know, but we have to be out of here pretty early, so I'm trying to, like, speed up. Um, and now, you know what I think is crazy is that, um, that God actually makes himself vulnerable to us. And... Um, like, here's the God of the universe that has everything he needs. There's nothing, he's not, like, worried about anything. Obviously, he's got, he's God. And, um, and yet, he made himself so vulnerable to us that he actually allowed us to kill him. He allowed us to kill Jesus, his son. And there's nothing more vulnerable than that, Right? And so I just, I just feel so like, man, there's this call, there's this, this, this exchange of knowing that obviously is important to God because he died for it. And what I think is, is wild is that we are, we are in perfect union with God right now. He's here, he's here, he's right there. He, we are in union with him. And yet there's this, thing where we get to grow in knowing Him, and we get to grow in being known by God. I think that there's like, God knows like every hair on our head. He knows all about us. He knows our history. He knows our future. He knows everything, yet there is a sense of growing in God knowing us. We get to, we actually have a choice to make ourselves vulnerable to Him. Otherwise, why would Jesus say like, you did all these miracles in my name. You did all these signs and wonders. And then we come to him and he says, depart from me. I never knew you. There's, there, there is a sense that, wow, like we can do church. We can, we can do this thing and yet not allow God to know us intimately. And so I just, I just want to, I mean, there's not like a formula. Like this is how you let God know you or this is how you know God that I know of. I know. <laughs> 
But I just want to encourage you guys. I'm on this journey too. I'm like, this is, this is the journey that we all are on. I think that that's what life is, is this growing and this knowing of God and exchange, and this exchange of knowing Him. Wow. Wow. For me, I, I'm just like, I'm really just learning about, I mean, I, I, I realize that I have a real big thing with like distraction and um, man, there's so many things. I feel like that's maybe one of the enemy's main tools is to create all these things to, wait, hold on. Excuse me. I got a text message. Oh, were we talking? Oh, yeah, that's right. No, I mean, really, like, this is a real cultural thing for us. It's like we have a hard thing with distraction, right? And so I feel like that's something that I'm really, like, we have to be intentional about this. We really have to be intentional about knowing God and, um, and like, like, finding a place, finding a time where we can really, like, let our heart be known by Him and, and then can just... Ask him about himself. Ask us. Ask about God and, and, and grow in knowing him. And so, man, I'm just a baby in this, I feel. I'm just a baby. And so i like, sorry for talking about something that I'm still growing in, but I think we're all growing in it. Um, and I just want to, like, I just want to encourage you guys that you are right with the Lord, that he has, he has removed every barrier to keep you from him, and that there's nothing that keeps that can keep you from his love and it's just a matter of now just choosing to receive it it's so, it's so crazy i like I, I have these moments where i'm like i just turn to god and i'm like oh my god that's all i needed to do all i needed to do was to turn to you and i would i would i would just know that you love me all i needed to do is to turn to you and we get stuck in the i can't believe like i'm like oh my god i went for like days without like without turning to him. And it's like this matter of like, wow, it's like seriously, he's like right here. He's right here all the time. Could you imagine like hanging out with somebody all day and not saying a single word to them? Like, oh my God, I can't believe that I do that with God. Oh my gosh. So I'm trying to say this to convict us, but to encourage us, man, we have a good father that is here that wants to commune with us and has removed every single barrier that that there could be to be with us. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.